Hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I am your host. So we are coming out of our big celebration last week of um, having the 100th episode with Dr. Bruce Perry. I have to say that that episode got tons of downloads. So I think you are all enjoying that episode. Now, today is a solo episode, and I'm going to share two really important changes that I've made this year um, and only a month into the new year and I've seen a huge difference in the way that I'm thinking about certain things and um, the way that I view things during my day and it helps with mental health and it's helping with stress and I can't wait to share those two things. First, I want to remind you, so if you're listening today, it's January 30th, um, tomorrow on January 31st, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I'm holding a Zoom party to celebrate the 100th episode of the Curious Neuron podcast. Whether you listen to this podcast or you heard about it through a friend or you want to share it with a friend so they get to know about it, come to the Zoom party. I'm going to have Starbucks giveaways. I'm going to have local giveaways um, with people in Montreal. There's going to be a giveaway for samosas, for cookies, for pizza. So, I mean, you know, you have to be there. <laughs> it's going to be on Zoom. I have the link in the show notes. And you can also visit my website at curiousneuron.com and click at the banner on the banner at the top of the website. And that'll give you the download link. If there are any issues, email me at info at and you can, and I'll send you the Zoom link because I don't want you to miss out on this at all. Um, so come join me, come say hi, come tell me, you know, what you enjoy about the podcast or what you like to see more of, or just come and listen. I'm going to have some guests as well. Um, there's going to be a child psychologist there and um, we can ask your questions if you want. So just be there. <laughs> um, if you haven't done so yet, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. If you are listening on iTunes or if you are listening from Spotify as well, there's a way that you can rate and review it. Please take a moment to do that because it really makes a difference. It shows me that you care and it helps um, us know that you want another season. Your review literally uh, the next season literally depends on your review. So please take a moment to do that. And if you haven't done so yet, you can follow us at curious underscore neuron on Instagram. We are at 130,000 followers there and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. All of those links are in the show notes. All right, let's move on to what I wanted to talk about. First, I have something on my mind that I need to get off in a couple of weeks and I'm going to be um, going to Miami for the Kids Screen Summit. This is something new to me. Not only is this world new, and this is because of my Wonder Grade app, it's giving me lots of opportunities in kids media, and I'm learning so much from ed tech and all that world of trying to teach kids through technology and media. Um, but this is going to be the first time I ever leave my family since becoming a mom, so seven years ago. I used to go to conferences, obviously, when I was um, doing my PhD, but now I've been home, literally home. I mean, I was prepared for the pandemic. I was just so used to being home. I had a six-month-old when the pandemic started, and I had two other kids at home. I had three kids under four years, so I was used to kind of being stuck at home, in a sense, and, and not leaving and... Um, this is going to be huge for me, um, being in Miami for a week and and checking in on my kids. My husband's going to be fine. He's super awesome. Um, it's, it's more me. <laughs> it's going to be me that's going to be struggling with not being home. So if any of you have ever experienced this, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, give me some comfort or some tips. <laughs> All right. Now, what I wanted to share with you today is um, something that I have done um, since 
not even January 1st, maybe a couple days after that. So it hasn't even been a month where I started journaling. And I, I used to journal a little bit before, but I would write little points about my day, um, things that I didn't enjoy or things that I wish could have been different. I feel like my the way that I was going about it wasn't the right way. And I only learned that now. So I found this, it's called the five minute journal. And there are um, five questions, I believe. Yeah, five. So the first thing it asks you is, what are you grateful for? What are your intentions for the day? What are you hoping you get, you know, you do? Um, a, a daily affirmation that you write down. Then three amazing things that happened today. And what would you have done differently to make this day even better? These questions have changed so much in my life. And it's kind of weird to say that out loud because it's just like a simple question. But here's what I noticed. So I used to write down things that I was grateful for. And even if you look at the beginning of me doing this kind of journal work at the beginning of January, I'd be grateful for um, a sunny day or a day that wasn't too cold and I I got to go outside or a day that I got the laundry done or a day that um, I got to clean and, and, you know, I haven't done something in a while and now it looks good. I was appreciating those moments. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's what I noticed changed within two weeks, I would say. And this was not even intentional. I noticed that the things that I was grateful for changed a lot in the sense that I was grateful for, I would write down things like my son gave me a hug that was like a little longer than usual and said, mommy, I love you. Or my daughter um, said, come cuddle with me in bed. And we held hands. Little things that I was starting to notice because I knew I had to write that down at the end of the day. Um, And I was just taking the time to appreciate little things that, not that I didn't appreciate them before, but I was actually taking the time to appreciate even more and to take a moment to write that down. I had never written any of those things and I feel like a, a jerk, not even, you know, like having put so much emphasis on it before, but I really... Um, appreciate such tiny things now in my life with my kids just because I have to write it down at the end of the day. Um, the Even the part about setting your intention for the day. And it phrases it in a way that you start off your day. So that I filled this one out at the beginning of my day and I say, okay, if I have a certain meeting that day or if I need to accomplish something for homeschooling with my seven-year-old or if I have a certain task that I need to finish for either Curious Neuron or for Wondergrade, I write my intention or what am I hoping to get out of this meeting or what am I hoping to get out of completing this, the feeling or, you know, something like that. And I've noticed that during the day when I have this meeting or, you know, um, or I'm working on this task, I'm a little bit more mindful of that and I'm trying to achieve the goal that I wrote down in the morning. So by setting your intention at the beginning of the day, not just for the whole day, but for specific things, you're more aware of them and mindful of them in that moment. So that's been another game changer for me. Um, Writing down an affirmation has been really nice too. And I'm taking a course um, that forces us to kind of listen to affirmations every day and to push us into that sort of motivated and confident feeling every day. And it makes a difference. And then similar to the writing things that I'm grateful about, it's said to write three amazing things that happened that day. And again, you know, if I reached a certain milestone for Wondergrade or for Curious Neuron, I would write, I would write that down. I would always go back to work. And I know I, if you know me, you know that I, I think about work all the time. And um, But I do homeschool my kids and I just find that we're stuck in this world of like, 
always trying to achieve, right? And now the same, similarly to when I was writing about things that I'm grateful for, when I'm writing three amazing things about my day, I'm writing about the moment when I had time to sit down with my kid, my three-year-old and play with him and how he said, thank you, mommy. I, I really enjoyed playing superheroes with you. Or I write down the three amazing things. One of them could have been that all three kids said, mommy, this is the best meal ever because I made homemade pizza this week. Or I made um, gnocchi a la Sorrentina, which is these, the, it's these, um, this pasta called gnocchi, um, potato pasta. And I mix it with sauce and like mozzarella, like tons of mozzarella. And you put that in the oven. And after that meal, the kids simultaneously said, mom, this was the best. Again, not that I didn't appreciate it in that moment, but I'm highlighting it in my mind. And days feel easier. Days feel better. They feel more happy and more motivating because those little things nurture your soul. And I'm more aware of it now. I don't know if this sounds ridiculous to you or if it makes sense, but I really encourage you to write down these five questions. Um, what are you grateful for? What are your intentions for the day? What's your daily affirmation? What are three amazing things that happened today? And what would you have done differently to make your day better? That is the last question in the journal. And it forces me to think back. If I had a discussion with my partner or a family member, could I have said something differently? Can I have interpreted something differently? Could I have um, changed the way I responded to them or the emotion that I felt behind it? Could I have changed the intensity of that? It's forcing me to look back on my day. And sometimes I just write the day was perfect and there was nothing I would change. But sometimes I go back and I think through what I did or what I said those questions are so powerful. They're so um, simple. And it's not taking me an hour to journal. It's literally taking me five minutes and it's changing my outlook on tons of things throughout my day. So I begin my day by writing what my intention, my intentions are for that day and what my affirmation of the day is. I've printed off a list. I choose one that really resonates with me. And then before I go to bed, I write down what I'm grateful for, for that day three amazing things about my day and what I would what I would have done differently. I hope that you try this tomorrow. <laughs> Write these down. I have them in a notebook. So some somebody showed me this book and I just wrote the questions in my notebook. You don't have to go and buy it tomorrow. You could buy the book if you wanted. It's a beautiful book. But you can also just grab a notebook and write these questions down and answer them every single day. And uh, let me know. Let me know if you do this and if it makes a difference. That was the first thing. The second thing I wanted to share with you um, this week on Monday, I was so proud, of, or last week, sorry, I was so proud of my seven-year-old. She has been watching me um, help myself and Christy, my my partner at Wondergrade, uh, create a content for for Ollie, the little character that we have on the app. And Ollie is um, he's nonverbal, and he teaches kids how to move and how to calm down. We get a lot of emails from parents who either have children with ADHD or children who struggle to regulate themselves when they're when they're dysregulated. Um, so, for example, after television or right before bedtime, when a child is really active. We, we can't discipline them. That's their nervous system telling us that they have a lot of energy. So we've created these activities on the app that really help calm a child down. She sees me and Christy having, you know, multiple meetings every week. And we talk about like how we could explore the character and use the character to do more and to help children cope with their emotions. What are stories that we can create? You know, we're going into kids media and all that. And how do we help them and, and grow this, you know? And the other day she asked me, hey, mommy, can I create a story for Ollie? 
And I said, of course. So she saw me. We've just launched um, a new part of the app called Ollie's World. And what we're doing is building a set of stories that you could go to on the app. It's called Ollie's World Storybooks. You click on this icon. And now we've launched the first two stories about shyness. What we're doing is developing a series of emotions that are experienced in different situations so that you can have an audiobook in the car, let's say you're going to preschool and your child is feeling shy and, and expressing this through their behavior, you can play the audiobook on in your car and print the story. You can print it with words so that you can read it to them, let's say when you get to school, or you could print it without words as a with without the words as a mini storybook that is the size of your child's palm. And you could print it and fold it and they can have it in their hand and remember what would Ollie do in this situation. So my daughter has been watching me develop these um, stories and developed her own. And then she asked me, can I pitch it? Because she knows we always have to pitch to see like, is this working? Is it, do we agree on this? But she asked, can I present this at your next meeting with Christy? It was such a beautiful moment. She had her notebook ready. She drew out the story. Um, she had, you know, what was the villain? Sometimes the villain is our mind and the way we think and the way we worry. She had everything scripted out and then stood there at the Zoom call and presented it to my partner, Christy. And I couldn't help but feel emotional about this because one, I was proud of her. Um, but two, the opportunities, things that, you know, happened throughout my life are what led to that moment. I remember... Um, when I was finishing my PhD, going into my postdoc and wondering where what my future would be. I loved research, but at that point, a um, couple months after during my postdoc, I got pregnant and I was hesitating whether or not this world of research was for me. And I took the leap and I left research. And I remember the amount of stress and crying that happened around that moment because, you know, was I making the right decision all my life? at that point, <laughs> I had been in research and in school to, to get to this moment of having a PhD, which I have, but then doing a postdoctoral fellowship, which gives you, you know, allows you to have the opportunity to teach in university. And I was going to give all of that up. And I did. And then I started Curious Neuron and tried to create something for myself. And then I had started working in a clinic and then realized that wasn't working. I had two young, I had a young child. I was pregnant with my second at that point. And I took another leap of faith and I left that clinic and started the blog. So all this to say, there have been so many leaps of faith throughout my life where I took a risk. And sometimes you wonder, you know, like what would have happened if I didn't take that risk? Curious Neuron wouldn't exist. Wondergrade, I wouldn't be part of Wondergrade. I never would have met Christy. I never would have been in this moment. So my decisions, my moments, my leaps of faith and my moments of risk led to this moment this week where my daughter learned how to present and create her own story around a character and, and, and present this to somebody that she hasn't really met very much. So it was a really nice moment where I took the time to say, hey, Cindy, good job. <laughs> we don't do that very often, right? Like we don't sit back and it doesn't have to be about creating a company. It could be about your child actually you know, getting a, 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 or getting a better grade at school when they've been struggling a lot or your child being able to regulate their emotions in a certain situation or you notice that they started sharing with their sibling. We don't take the time as parents to actually appreciate the work that we've put into it and that what led to that moment. Um, and it could be something very small or very big. It doesn't matter. What I'd like you to do 
this week is to really notice the little moments that your child is having that are because of things that you've done, things that you've said, the work that you've done, sacrifices or commitments or risks that you've taken as a parent. We don't do that enough and we don't really appreciate everything that we've done. We we have our eyes on our kids. Obviously, we, we love them so much and we want them to do well, but we forget to turn around and look at ourselves and say, hey, good job. You did this. Um, so please do that this week. Please be aware of little moments that are because of your hard work. If your child is coming home and enjoying a meal and you're stressed and tired and would have rather gone to bed after work, congratulate yourself. Show yourself a bit of that love to, you know, to remind yourself that you know you could have given them something different or said, you know what, here's a bowl of cereal. And even if you do that, that's okay. But just to take a moment to remind yourself that you are doing well and working so hard to be where you are today and your child is getting all the benefits of that, all the benefits of your work. And whether it's work on yourself too, or, or, you know, work at home or whatever it is, please take that moment. So two things that you have to do this week for your homework, try this journaling, uh, five minute journal, the questions that I mentioned, and don't forget to kind of take the moment to thank yourself and congratulate yourself for everything that you are doing. I hope you have a wonderful and beautiful week. I have a great interview next week with um, Melinda Moyer, who is a, a science journalist. I can't wait to share that that episode with you. And until then, I will see you next time. Bye.